Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show. Thank you once again for joining us. It's me, Adam, and joining me as always is Alan. Hello, Alan. Hi, Adam. How are you doing this week? I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm canny, thank you. I'm, I'm just bouncing up and down on my seat. Excellent. And I'm just trying to work out what number show we're on, because I have completely forgotten. Oh, that's a good question. It's a very good question. Oh, Tell you what I'm going to do. Go on, what are you going to do? I'm going to go to DisneyBrit.com. Oh, are you? And it should be on there. <clears throat> it's 150. It is 150. I knew that, by the way. I was just trying. Anyone to think you're big it up? No, I was trying to big it up. I knew it was 150. It is 150. 150 episodes of us talking, talking complete drivel, which is pretty much what we do. <laughs> but everybody loves our drivel, so it's absolutely fine. Uh, we need to thank our sponsors, of course. That's Scooter Vacations Rental. That's ScootOrlando.com and Orlando Attraction Tickets, which is OrlandoAttractionTickets.com. Uh, you can get all of your ticketing needs. There's not .com, .co.uk. What am I about? Oh, man, I tell you. My brain start is again. all over the place. So, shall I start again? So, Scooter Vacation Rentals, which is scooterorlando.com, and orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk for all of your Walt Disney World and Orlando and just Universal and everything in general tickets that you're going to need. You can go to them and they will sort you out. Right, we uh, have got loads of great stuff for you today. We've got a little bit of news, which we're going to share in a moment. Moment. Uh, we're also going to be going through our ultimate Disney attraction. We are so close to the end. We've got this week. We've got one more week, and then we are pretty much there with all of that. Can, um, I, can I go on? Jump in. in there. Yeah. What we're going to do when we actually get to the grand final and, and we actually have a winner? Uh, we're going to be really excited, and we're going to present it with a medal. Are we going to have a live presentation to the attraction? I think we should have a live presentation to the attraction. It'd be excellent. Uh, I want to say a big hello and welcome as well to Lisa Washington. You may have noticed if you go to DisneyBrit.com that there are some Vinylmation posts over there. As uh, At present, there's a Vinylmation Detour 2 series and one all about Duffy as well. That's because Lisa's joined our online team, which is fantastic. She is going to be posting everything Vinylmation related. So if you want to know stuff about Vinylmation, go to DisneyBrit.com. There's going to be posts going on there all of the time with some great stuff so please do check those out it's um, it's really good so we're going to be adding some more people as we go uh, one of the things is there's so much news that happens in the Disney universe that we can't physically cover it all by ourselves and as much as we try to there are times when we just don't physically have the time because of all the other stuff that we're doing and you know although we're doing the show and those bits and pieces there's lots of stuff that we're planning behind the scenes um, so we don't necessarily have as much time as we'd like so we're going to bring we're bringing some people on board who are going to be working as part of our online team to help us bring all the latest disney news and rumors whether it be animation pins disneyland paris disney world the whole lot great so that's what's going on there so uh i said we're um 
We're looking at uh, our Disney Ultimate Attraction today. We're going to be talking about um, Disney Dining, uh, the Disney Dining plan particularly, because Alan's uh, been doing some digging around with that because he's off to uh, uh, Walt Disney World next year, and he's been doing some work with regards to that and wants to share some stuff with us. Um, and we've got Tomorrow's Child as well, which we had a question, which was, um, if uh, Mickey, what does Mickey and Minnie do when the park closes, basically? What, what do they do? What happens to them? So we've got those to bring you as well, which we will do too. It was quite a tough one. It was quite a tough one. I, I've got an outtake for Harry this time. He went up some um, some outlandishly brilliant scheme as to what was going to do when the park closed. And I'll play that one a little bit later. So it's time for some Disney news and rumours, I think. Is it not? Of course right, it is. So let's bring you some Disney news and rumours. Good morning, sire. Good morning, Zazu. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away. Right, what's going on then with uh, Disney news? Uh, I'm going to start us off in Disneyland Paris because uh, Disney this week have announced that Bistro Chez Remy has been named the best new themed restaurant in the whole world. Uh, according to the Themed Entertainment Association, Bistro has been named best new themed restaurant. Uh, prize recognises both the quality of the food um, and also the location and the theme and all those bits and pieces. Um, it's great that it's had this new recognition. I'm extremely pleased for the fact that I'll be eating in it next weekend, which is going to be brilliant. Um, what, what, what? So I'm going to be eating in it next weekend. I never saw the invite. I know, that's because you're not coming to Disneyland Paris. I um, no, it's uh, they, they've been given this uh, recognition, which is fantastic, from all of the new restaurants and themed areas within uh, within the theme park industry. It has been told that it apparently is the best new themed one, which is interesting because everybody I've heard said the food is fantastic, except for the ratatouille, which is absolutely horrendous. So, uh, but, there you but go. But to be fair, would you actually like ratatouille if it wasn't at ratatouille's restaurant? Very good question. I wouldn't order it. Yeah, that's no. true. I wouldn't order it if it, I wasn't eating at the restaurant. So and it certainly um, wouldn't be my main course. No, it's no, it, it no. But apparently, it's you get a little smart, side of smart wee sloppy veg that goes on the side. Pretty much. How lovely would that be? Just tomato sloppy veg and and rice, which I think is probably what you have with it. I don't know. I've never eaten ratatouille before. What do you have with ratatouille? Um, something more substantial. Yeah, you probably would. Um, so just to uh, tell you as well, Bistro de Chez Remy was not the only thing that was also given awards. Uh, it's a Small World was announced as the basically the Thea Classic Award because it's been there for so long, and this uh, any ride that's withstood the test of time and has endured more than twenty years or more in service. So it's a Small World having celebrated its fifth anniversary is pretty much well and truly there. Also. I'm not sure whether Disney are going to be happy about the fact that they've been given this, but they've also won an award for the Wilderness Explorers over at Disney's Animal Kingdom, uh, which is this interactive experience. You get your little book, you can go around, you get your stamps, etc. It's the yeah. winner of the award for Outstanding Achievement, Interactive Park Attraction on a Limited Budget. Which mm. like, that's a little bit harsh. Limited budget, have but, Disney? You've just thrown that out there, have you? But well done. Um, to, go on. to me, that's one of the... Well, one of the, one of the things that I'm going to love about Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I, it's great. The kids absolutely love it. Well, I suppose it's, that's why it's won an award. It's Nothing not the only one, kids. though. 
because also they've been awarded the Brass Rings Award for the live entertainment excellence for Once Upon a Time at Tokyo Disney Resort. It won the Best Multimedia Spectacular. Mm. So there you go, that was at the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions, which was um, which was held in Orlando. So there's some of the things that it's uh, it's won awards for. So this past week, Disney have won lots and lots of awards, which is fantastic. Um, Alan, I believe you've got some news for us. Yeah, it's, uh, it's old news, because to be fair, we didn't cover news the past couple of episodes. No, we haven't. Um, but it was, it was just wanted to touch upon the fact that there was a major fire, apparently. There was a major fire. At uh, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train roller coaster a couple of weeks ago. Now, obviously, don't call the fire brigade now because it's it's all sorted. And as per usual, our news is very late on this one. It is on this one because we didn't do the news last time. Otherwise, it would have been on time. Um, but the main reason that I wanted to touch on it was the fact that the, what happened was a piece of firework came down after the Wishes firework display yeah. and set a fire to a little bit of artificial grass, I believe. That was uh, on yes. the scenery area of the Dwarf's Mine Train. Right. Now, it, because of the, where it landed, there was hundreds of people taking photographs, got it all around Twitter, got it all around Facebook. Yeah. But in reality, apparently, from... from um, story that I heard this fires quite often at Disney World but they don't get reported Yeah, like this because most of the time it's hidden out of way um, for, for example um, all, all around Fantasyland firework just parts land down on the top of the buildings all the time mm-hmm. however there's sprinkler systems set up to control it and just so happened that this, this attraction didn't have a sprinkler system and the fire had actually caught hold of the fake grass. Yeah, um, and, and caused a small but undamageable kind of fire, wasn't it? It didn't really do a lot of damage. Yeah, it didn't do a lot of damage, but it looked looked impressive. It did. Um, and I think the emergency services took about 40 minutes to get, take control of the, uh, the fire and escort passengers off. And I would like to think disperse the paparazzi as well. Yes, indeed. <laughs> exactly that. So but, um, everything is, what, is okay. I, I believe the ride pretty much opened straight again straight away, didn't it? Yeah, there, there was no injuries or not, nothing major to be reported. But I've got to say, when I first heard about it, I think Chris was around at the time, I was going, the only thing that's brand new that's going to be open around at Disney World <laughs> is on fire. Is on fire. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Everything else is just behind a wooden fence. That is very, very true. But that's not the only thing that's going to be brand new and opened when I go. Why? What else is coming? Well, it. Hang on, is this is this the announcement that I think you're about to make? I yes, to it them. is the main announcement. In that case, just wait. I need to do this. Go on. What is it? Um, as of I think it was last week. It was. A brand new attraction came to Disney World that has been long awaited. We have reported about it many, many times on the Disney podcast. We have. And it's something that we are both very much so looking forward to. We are. This is just seriously exciting. You know, so much so I've turned the music off. The the project itself isn't as as linear as some of the Disney projects. This one is on multi-levels. Oh, it is. It is on multi-levels and so many guests are going to experience it. In fact, I think... Over 40, 40 cars are going to be visi- 
visible on it at a time. Yes. 40,000. No, 4,000. 4, I'm mixing my figures. That's how excited I am. Of course, we're talking about the new Downtown Disney, Disney Springs multi-story car park. Yay! Finally, it's open. Now, we know that there are already some people who have been down and had a photo taken inside Disney Springs car park. And we thought we'd go one better, didn't we? Yes. We decided that we're going to do something that nobody else has done. No other podcaster has done yet. We are going to go to a live link-up to the car park in Disney Village. Let's cross there now. I've got to say, truly groundbreaking that is. There we go. That was a live link up to the new car park over at uh, Disney Springs. Truly remarkable place. You've got to admit, truly remarkable. And, you, you know, they even let dogs in. Does that mean we've now got to update the news and rumours part of it or the refurb section of the podcast? That's right. We, we, we can't talk about the refurb of the car park anymore because it's now open. It now also means that there's actually parking spaces that you can go to and you haven't got a queue for a million miles around. Okay, one last piece of news to share with you, and that is just that Disney have announced their plans for New Year's Eve at Walt Disney World. If you are thinking about heading over there, there's three places you can go to. You've got Epcot, you've got Hollywood Studios, or you've got the Magic Kingdom Park. If you're heading over to Epcot, then there's a big old long night party going on with DJs and light shows at the Future World Fountain stage, dancing under flame effects apparently in a blip smoke billowing dragon in china there'll be a british blast of the past in the united kingdom euro pop and lasers in italy and a latin band and dj on the american garden stage to cap all of that off there'll be two showings of illuminations reflections of earth there'll be one at six and a one at eleven forty, followed by a countdown and pyrotechnic salute to the new year if you are heading over to Hollywood Studios, then there's going to be speciality drinks and food items available throughout the night. On the event stage, you're going to have a DJ and performances by Mulch, Sweat and Shears. And at midnight, the band's going to take to the stage again to count down to 2015, and playing live music to a jaw-dropping fireworks spectacular. And then Magic Kingdom Park, you can uh, get a head start with uh, a New Year's Eve presentation of Fanti and the Sky Fireworks at 11.50 on Tuesday, December the 30th, and the same show will again be repeated on the 31st of December. So 31st? 31st of December. So that's everything that's going on. So if you're planning on heading over there for New Year, that is everything that's happening there. Right, Alan, refurbs. What we got going on? Right, okay. Over at the Magic Kingdom on the 1st of December, now we've got nothing happening at the current week, but next week we've got um, 1st of December, we've got Haunted Mansion will be closed until the 19th of December. Yep. Quite a, a long period, that really. It is actually. Um, Considering this is sort of holiday season as well, you'd have thought that. Yeah. It's unusual. Um, what else we've got going on? That, that's to be fair, that's about it. There's, there's not a lot happening. It's Obviously, Maelstrom is shut down. Um, there's talking about the Mickey's house, house hat moving, uh-huh. but um, nothing, nothing yet confirmed. Okay, that's all right. And so uh, that's but everything that's going on at Disney World, then, is it? 
apart from Typhoon Lagoon, obviously shut through okay. till December twentieth. Uh, over at Disneyland Paris, then uh, I can tell you that most stuff seems to be open, which is pretty good going. Uh, you've got over the next coming week, you will have uh, Armageddon, Le FX Spécieux, uh is uh, closed from the 26th to the 28th. Um, you've also got the Cars Quatre Rue Rally. Uh, that's closed from the 24th to the 28th as well. Captain EO is going to be closed at the beginning of December, the 1st to the 3rd, then the 8th to the 10th. The Mystery de Nautilus is the 1st to the 12th. Armageddon Le Fix Pissieux is again closed the 3rd to the 5th and the 10th to the 12th. Uh, Blanche Neige et le Set Nan, that sounds like curry. Um, Seven Dwarves uh, is going to be closed 8th to the 19th, and Rock and Roller Close is going to be closed 8th to the 12th of December as well. So that's some of the things that are going to be closed at Disneyland Paris. Do you think this is part of Disneyland Paris's budget cuts? Uh, well, I think it's more. The, I'm just hoping Armageddon's going to close, to be honest. Well, I don't know if, if they close it, what they're going to replace it with. And if they replace it, it's going to cost them money. Something exciting, I'm hoping. But I don't know. I've got no idea. But there we go. That's all the closes. So everything's going to be open when I go, which is good news. But um, I've got to say that I've seen the Disney Dream. Dream? Disney Dreams of Christmas. Now, yes. you see, I, I know I'm supposed to see these things as a podcaster so I can share them with people, but I really didn't want to. I purposely kept away from it so I can watch it live for the very first time on Saturday. Am I going to be disappointed? No, no, no. It looks absolutely amazing. Good. That's what I need to um, know. And I am really jealous that I am not going to be seeing it in person. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. It's going to be great. So I'm, I'm going. Off. I booked a dinner for one at uh, Bistro Cheremi. So are you going um, by yourself? I'm going by myself. Yeah. So how are you getting there? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going by plane. Right. Uh, so I'm flying into, uh, flying into Charles de Gaulle, uh, yeah. and then dependent on a whether or not my flight's delayed or whether we're on time, I may just have enough time to catch the TGV, the last one. Um, on Friday, that's on Friday. Uh, I don't know, so I've not booked it, and I'll pay for it when I arrive if I need to. If not, I'm catching the metro into Paris and then out again, which is about an hour and twenty-five minutes, which is a pain. So it's either a twelve-minute journey or an hour and twenty-five minute journey. I don't know yet. So you're, so you're not buying the old um, Disney bus? No, because I, I get in in the evening. Ah. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't arrive until it's about well, it's, I think it's due to be about half past eight if it's going to be. What but there'll be a Disney bus there, won't there? Uh, no, not the time of night it's finished. The never. VA. No, the VEA's done at that time of night. No, um, I never knew that. Yeah, there you go. So, um, so I'm going to be getting the, the the flight in, and then I'm there Friday night, and I'm in the parks on Saturday, and in the park on Sunday, and then I fly back Sunday evening. Excellent. Um, I'm sorry. sure it's going to be fantastic. Are you stopping in the parks or not? Uh, no, I'm stopping in a. Um, my wife just appeared behind me with food and made me jump. Thank you very much. Um, I'm um, staying in an Ibis budget. Okay. Uh, because it was cheap, and actually, as much we've talked about this in the past, I know uh, it's cheap, and also not only is it cheap, it's um, actually closer than some Disney hotels. Mm. Because um, you find that uh, I get on the, my hotel is right next to the metro. I literally get on the metro, uh, one stop. It's about three minutes. And right. then I get off the other side, um, and I, I'm literally out the gates where the metro stop is. So. Mm, I'm gonna have to have a look into that one. So it's it's it is really bog standard, you know. We're, we're talking about a bed in a room with a shower and a toilet in a room. They're all pretty much in one room. Like um, a prison cell. Like a, a little bit like a prison shell, prison shell, prison cell. But um, 
the fact that it's so close and so easy, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with it. It's perfect. No, no, that sounds good. So uh, that's that's me for next uh, next week, basically. So that's 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 the wrap of our news. Adam is also going to Disneyland Paris. I'm also going to Disneyland Paris. So there you go. That is the news. Thank you very much. We shall be back in a second. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we are going to uh, let's do Tomorrow's Child next. We're going to do Tomorrow's Child next. Okay, so we will be back in a second with Tomorrow's Child. Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com, your number one source for the magical world of Disney. For the past 10 years, Orlando attraction tickets have been providing the UK with cheap Disney tickets for Walt Disney World and the surrounding Orlando attractions. With a low deposit scheme of just £10 per person, you can book your tickets in advance knowing you're in good hands. Orlando Attraction Tickets are the only ticket company to allow you to pay your balance off in instalments online and with no credit or debit card fees, free UK sign for delivery and you are fed FastPass Plus enabled tickets now shipping. There is no other choice for your Orlando ticketing needs than Orlando Attraction Tickets. Visit www.orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845 226 8523 that's orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845-226-8523 Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Okay, it's time for Tomorrow's Child. Uh, for those of you who have not listened to the show before, not sure what this is, basically we um, ask you to ask your children a question, record the audio and send it in, and we get to hear what it is that they say about what's going on. So over the past few weeks we've done uh, things like um, best their favourite film, their favourite memory, their favourite snack, things like that, and we thought we'd change it up this time, and we've decided to go for a question where there's no kind of obvious answer, and, and the question was, Alan... Um, we thought because do something a bit different to see how the kids could be a bit more imaginative we yeah. said what does Mickey or Minnie do when the park closes okay so what do Mickey or Minnie do when the park closes so where do they go what do they do and obviously you know there's no answer there's to no, this question there's no right or wrong answer, no right answer. so we, um, we've got some uh, come in so let's play some of these then uh, I'm going to start off with Harry this time now Harry gave me two answers um he gave me the first one, which I don't know where I was going with, uh, which I'll play in a second. But this is what he decided uh, Mickey and Minnie do after the park closes. When they go to the castle, back into the castle, they will go to sleep and wait until it's the next morning. Basically, he believes Mickey and Minnie are prisons, uh, prisoners inside <laughs> uh, the Magic Kingdom and never leave. So they they sleep quite... in the castle. That was quite a good idea, actually. I'm sure there's many mm -hmm. people that would pay a lot of money to do that. Yeah, that was a good idea. This was his original response. I think after they've gone from the Disney cruise, I think they will 
Um, after theme park closed, um, I think they will go on the Disney cruise and stay there on three weeks and go to their house and go to the holiday where Disney World, that one where his shape is Mickey, the Mickey one where we, me and my dad went swimming. I have no idea what he's on about. There we go. <laughs> that was the original one. I went, okay. So imagine the theme park's closed overnight. What do they do? Not They go off on a three-week Disney cruise to their house. So there we go. That was um, that was his response. Anyway. To be fair, that's quite a good imaginative answer, really. Well, you know, because yeah, well, yeah I, it, it was it was a hard question, and it was. I think I think I've learned from it. <laughs> right. So uh, let's have a listen to William and Thomas Colson. They've replied. So we're going to to William first. Let's see what he says. They go to restaurant, and I make us beer and make a diet coke. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Diet Coke. Of course he does. Does Mickey have a beer? Mickey has a beer and Minnie has a Diet Coke. Listen again. They go to the restaurant and, and Mickey has beer and Minnie Diet Coke. There you go. Mickey has a beer and Minnie has a Diet Coke, apparently. Well, she's watching the waistline, right. you see. Oh, we know the designated driver is, don't we, eh? It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely not Mickey Mouse. Um, so uh, that's what William says. Thomas says... I think that Mickey Mouse goes to the restaurant to restaurant Hyperion with Minnie because Mi- Mickey loves Minnie and and they haven't got a chance to eat all day because the park has been open. That's a fair point. So yeah. we're talking about Disneyland Paris then. They go to Cafe Hyperion uh, because they haven't had a chance to eat all day. Yeah, and there'll be less queues there as well. Yeah, that's true. There'll be less queues there. So that's what they've said. Okay, let's go to Imogen. This is what Imogen has to say. Closes Mickey Mouse tidies up after everybody. Oh, okay. So he tidies up after everybody. Yeah, it was it was the the shortest answer spread over the longest amount of time. Okay, fair enough. Right, I always look forward to this next one. Oh dear. Happy go. After the park, Mickey Mouse go to the clubhouse. Of course he does. He goes yeah, to the clubhouse. That's fairly obvious. Of course he goes to the clubhouse. Where else would he go? It's the Mickey Mouse clubhouse. And I think you find it's the only correct answer that was there. <laughs> yes, out of all of them, <laughs> Abby gets the correct answer. So there we go. That was all of them. Not. I think after they've gone from the Disney cruise, I think they will. I don't know what he's on about. So I like um, the way he says. After he, they've gone to the Disney, Disney cruise, yeah, I can't even say it. Does he say Disney parks? But it sounds a bit like Disney prison. It says Disney cruise. I oh. think after they've gone from the Disney cruise, I think they will, um, <laughs> after theme park closed. See, he hasn't got a clue what he's talking about, bless him. He's just like his dad. Um, right, so there's our Tomorrow's Child. So we need another uh, question or or discussion or something of that nature. Yeah, I, th- I think what this time got? we've got to make it a bit more direct, I think. Okay. Because um, I, d- I don't know if anyone else's kids did, but my, my kids struggled a little bit on that one. Hmm. Um, Imogen didn't want to say the wrong answer because people would laugh and I, when I told her there wasn't a right answer or a wrong answer it confused her even more <laughs> so I think this time round as we're getting nearer to Christmas the question is out of all the gifts that you could get from Disney what would your one gift be? So Christmas gift? Yes So out of all your Christmas gifts you could get from Disney what is the one gift you're going to get? What is the one gift you, you want? 
And in brackets, you're not necessarily going to get it because Santa's already sorted himself out. Yes, that's true. So it's it's a pretend gift, not an actual gift. That's fair enough. Unless you've got a dad who's off to Disneyland Paris by himself, flying into Charles de Gaulle, possibly <laughs> getting the TGV. Yeah. So um, I think, do you know, if, if we're doing that then, what I need to do is this. Hang on. I have to have some Christmas music on then, don't we? There you go. So, uh, if you've got the the audio for that, and you can send that in, then you need to send it in to radio at disneybrit.com so that, so as a reminder, the question is, if your child can have any present from Disney for Christmas, what would it be? In brackets, they're not actually going to get it. Um, so, send that in, say radio at disneybrit.com, and we will play them out on the next show. Okay. Also, um, before then. we disappear off this one, last week we asked you to send forward your um, what was it? Descriptions of a film. That's right. Kids' descriptions of a Disney film. Um, it is for a future project that we're working on at the moment. Um, and believe me, if when the project's finished, and if your kids' stuff is part of it, you'll be very, very proud. Um, I don't want to say too much, though. Sorry. Hopefully out 21st of December. Yeah, we're hoping. Um, Should be something a bit different. I'm also going to add in another thing that we would like your kids to do yep. as part of this project. We would like your kids to hum a Disney tune. Okay, it could be any Disney tune at all, but it's got to be hummed. Okay, now it doesn't matter if it's slightly off key. It doesn't matter if it's miles off key. The fact it's that the your wrong kid is humming a tune and they think it's a Disney tune is the important part. Yeah. So and go. also, in brackets, let us know what it is. Yeah, please do. That's very important. <laughs> so um, you can email them as well, radio at disneybrook.com. That's fine. Okay, so that's all of our Tomorrow's Child. Um, let's move on and do this next. So we are, as we said... Celebrating everything Disney and Disney Ultimates attraction. So we've had eight more pairings that we've done this uh, past two weeks. And you've been voting for them on uh, Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Disney Brit. And um, these are our pairings for today. Main Street Electrical Parade versus Pirates of the Caribbean Battle of Buccaneers. We've got uh, Wishes versus the Virtual Jungle Cruise. Captain Jack Sparrow's Pirate Tutorial versus Finding Nemo the Musical. Snowstormers versus the Move It Shake It Celebrate It Street Party. O'Canada versus the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Prince Charming's Regal Carousel versus the Magic of Disney Animation. The Primeval World versus the Pirates Adventure, a Pirates Adventure, and uh, Project Tomorrow versus the Advanced Training Lab. So there are pairings. So let's see what we've got. Alan, let's start off then. Main Street Electrical Parade versus the Pirates of the Caribbean Battle for Buccaneers Gold. So, Main Street Electrical Parade, obviously, is the nighttime parade in the Magic Kingdom that happens each evening. Yeah. That's up against this Pirates of the Caribbean, which is the interactive game that you find inside Disney Quest. You stand within sort of a galleon, you have screens around you, you have cannons that you have to fire and try and destroy all of the other boats that are in the ocean. I was rubbish at this when I played it. I have no idea what I was doing and died almost instantly. So I, I can't say that this is my favourite, but um, it's up to you, Alan. Which one are you going for? I've got to be honest, and I don't think I've actually experienced it. Um, okay. The Pirates of the Caribbean one, the... Buccaneers Gold. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've seen it on on pictures, and it sort of sounds as though it could be quite fun. But 
let's be honest, it's at Disney Quest. So is it really going to be fun? Saying? What are you saying? I'm, I'm saying that... I'm sure if we did it a, like a survey to say how many people actually go to Disney Quest, mm -hmm. it's got to be one out of ten, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be high, would it? It's, 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 not, it's not on sort of the top of people's priority list. You know, you've no. got Animal Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios. They're going to be featured well above Disney Quest. And likewise is, is all the water parks. That is true. Um, I like I like the concept of it, but I don't think would I miss it if it wasn't there, which is the ultimate line, isn't it? Yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. However, so, Main on. Street Electrical Parade, I preferred Spectrum Magic. I did. I prefer Spectrum Magic definitely. So um, I'm gonna go with Main Street Electrical Parade, but I'd prefer Spectrum Magic if it okay. was there. So you're going to mention Electrical Parade. Um, the thing is, as I say, Pirates of the Caribbean, the Battle of Buccaneers Gold. Um, I've, I've done it once and I think I died almost instantly. I had no idea what I was doing. The cast member didn't really help at all. Um, they, there was quite a lot of people sort of coming in and out of it. So um, you weren't in there for very long. Main Street Electrical Parade, it's the classic. Uh, having seen it up close uh, by doing the um, Keys of the Kingdom tour in mm -hmm. the summer, you kind of appreciate just how amazing this thing is and just how much work goes into creating it. So for me, uh, without shadow of a doubt, it's going to be Main Street Electrical Parade over Pirates of the Caribbean, that version. Uh, and to be honest, you all agreed as well. You all uh, well and truly smashed uh, Pirates of the Caribbean out of the park. Main Street Electrical Parade goes through. So uh, we say goodbye to Pirates of the Caribbean, Battle <coughs> for Buccaneer Gold, and we welcome in... You know, I'm not going to put... Uh, audio from the rides this time. I'm going to put I'm going to put Christmas audio on because um, we don't have Christmas very often, so I'm doing that. So Main Street Electrical Parade goes through to the next round. Uh, we only have it once a year. We do only have it once a year. You're right. Uh, next up, then our next pair is Wishes versus the Virtual Jungle Cruise. So Wishes is the nighttime fireworks spectacular that happens inside the Magic Kingdom. That's up again Virtual Jungle Cruise. Again, it's another Disney Quest attraction. Uh, this one you sit in um, what is basically a raft or dinghy. You get given a paddle with some wheels on the end of it, and you have to paddle uh, through what is a virtual jungle in front of you by pretending to wield and basically. The, the paddles across the floor underneath your boat it does rock as air is taken in and out to make it feel like you're inside a uh on a river um so it's wishes against the virtual jungle cruise so uh i'll start for this one shall i yeah definitely uh, virtual jungle cruise the most entertaining uh time i've had on the virtual jungle cruise is when i watched my dad nearly fall out that was quite entertaining he had no idea what was going on and nearly disappeared over the side shame it wasn't real water because that had been hysterical Having said that, very funny story I'll share with you right now. My dad did manage to fall into the jacuzzi at Kidani Village Pool. <laughs> One moment he was standing on the side, next moment he missed his footing uh, and disappeared into the video. It was we're talking about like like Shamu fell into right. it, you know. It was that massive splash, it was hysterical. Anyway, it's completely off the point. Um so Virtual Jungle Cruise for me was is not amazing again. It's it, you know, it's in Disney Quest, it's not fantastic, and it's never gonna beat Wishes. So I'm going for wishes. Alan, what about you? Um, well, I have experienced Virtual Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Um, I think I've done it a couple of times. Um, both times I have been totally disappointed because it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. No. I thought that, well, in mind, mind it, I thought that you jump on this boat, it inflates, it bobs you around, mm -hmm. and you pedal and paddling away, not pedaling, paddling away. Yeah. And the speed at which you're paddling affected your journey. And I'm pretty sure you're just sitting in front of a film that does the same thing regardless. I mean, you might do something slightly different, but I don't know what exactly it is. 
I was paddling like mad and I was getting nowhere. I, I built up a proper sweat in that air-conditioned building. <laughs> and I got nowhere. I'd got my camera gear in the back of the dinghy. Yeah. I'd got, I was gripping on Imogen because she was only about two years old at the time. It was one arm and I was paddling away and Catherine was sitting at the front of the boat. And then all of a sudden, it just deflates and you get out. That's right. And it's like, oh. That is pretty much it. And I don't think the paddling does anything. But anyway, wishes. Yeah, it's good. Is that it? Yeah, it's good. Well, what, what more can you say about fireworks? It's a whole story. I think. There's a story there. Hmm. What's the story? More about glory. wishes, isn't it? Obviously. And about Jiminy Cricket. And wishes hmm. and nightmares. And... It's, just, it's just fireworks. Fine, miserable. It is, it's just fireworks, isn't it? No, there's a story. Jiminy Cricket tells the whole story all the way through it, doesn't he? I don't know, I'm too busy going, oh, fireworks. Yeah, well, that's, that is part of the problem. <laughs> so anyway, wishes or Jungle Cruise? It's going to be wishes. It's going to be wishes by a long shot, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Um, if so it was um, virtual Kilimanjaro safaris, yeah. that might be more fun. Yeah, it might be, you're right. So you're going for wishes, yeah? Yeah. Right. Well, wishes goes through because uh, only one person voted for the virtual jungle cruise. How could? How? Who is this person who votes <laughs> for these most random attractions? Yes, I believe that the virtual jungle cruise is far better than Twenty Minute Nighttime Spectacular. Um. Right. Up next, Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, his pirate tutorial versus Finding Nemo the musical. Alan, start us off. Okay. Um. Finding Nemo the musical at my favourite park. I'm not even going to hide it. Animal Kingdom. Um, is a totally magical experience. I don't know if it's being a parent, I don't know if it's just a story, but as soon as that first bit of music starts, I've got tears coming out my eyes. I'm like filling up that theatre with tears. Yeah. There's something, something about it, I don't know if it's the, the sound of the music, the bassy noises or whatever it is. And for those people who don't really enjoy musicals, there is a lot of good humour in there as well. Yeah, it is quite funny. It's very well written. It's It could quite easily be a proper Broadway thing. So what you're saying is, yeah, I know what you mean. The moment you hear this, this, it's coming from us. That's it, that's all it takes, isn't it? Yeah, there's, there's a lump already appearing there at the yeah, back of my throat. That's amazing. And I, I think that the same tune happens at the very end of it as well. And when that happens, I, I can't help it. Yeah. I don't know if it's, it's to do with the story of the kid and the father or whether it's just, just the music. I don't know what it is. Um, the downside, I would say, is on that is that it fills up too quickly. Get your and fast pass. You get, well, you get your fast pass, but still, you, you're going to be sitting in there a good 40 minutes before the show starts. Yeah. Not if you get your fast pass or not. Well, I've, I've yet to experience fast pass entry into it. It worked well. Um, and what was the other one? Jack Sparrow's Pirates? Pirate Tutorial. So it's in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, basically, it's just it's opposite Pirates of the Caribbean, where he comes out and he does his sword fighting show, and he does his um, Destruct and Flee! So it's the equivalent of the lightsaber yeah, it's tutorials. Yeah, like Jedi Training Academy, but with pirates. 
Nah, I'm I'm not I'm not a big fan of that. You're not going for that one. Nah, okay. I'd I'd feel a bit daft. Fair enough. Sw swinging a sword against Jack Sparrow. I'd prefer to cry my eyes out listening to Finding Nemo. So there you go. So you'd rather cry over fish. Yeah. Um, my background obviously is performing arts. So for me, you know, a, a new original musical like Finding Nemo, the musical is amazing. I love it. The music's fantastic. The way they do it, the story. The, you struggle to kind of remember that you're in a theme park when you watch it because of the scale of the thing. The fact that they've got professional writers in the people who wrote the music for Frozen, um, some of the creators of Avenue Q, that sort of stuff, who wrote brand new music for it. Um, it's just so clever. It could be a full-scale musical easily, and I'm not quite sure why Disney haven't done that and turned it into a full-scale musical because it could be um, yeah. quite easily. Um, and there's no way in a million years that a man stood with a, a pretend sword pretend to fight against children is going to be find any other musical and it's interesting really because you all completely agree only two of you voted for Jack Sparrow's pipe tutorial so whoever this this joker is is voting <laughs> virtual jungle cruise over wishes clearly has now got themselves some sort of mate uh, and they've gone let's do it together it's nowhere in a million years you can I, I think there's a potential Sparrow. guest there show guest do you reckon yeah whoever you are email us we want to know who you are and what you're doing um so um Finding Nemo goes to the next round. And we'll I, I reckon it's the, the chief exec from Universal Studios. <laughs> you reckon that's what it is? This is Universal sabotaging everything. <laughs> You're possibly right. You never know. Uh, right, so next up is Snowstormers versus the Move It, Shake It, Celebrate It Street Party. Snowstormers is a ride or water ride at uh, Blizzard Beach. It's basically a switchback kind of idea, like you're coming down a ski slope and you're going down a slalom. It's the most uncomfortable ride I've ever been on in my life. This is the one I was talking about the other week. Right. I accidentally thought was something else when it wasn't. Um, this, it just throws you about. You've got no control over yourself whatsoever. Anyway, uh, that is up against Move It, Shake It, Celebrate It Street Party. Uh, which is the mini parade that happens several times a day down Main Street, uh, Magic Kingdom, and it's the large presence. It's got loads of different uh, characters from Mickey Mouse all the way up to the Incredibles. Um, so it's that versus this uncomfortable ride. Um, you can probably guess which way I'm going to go. I hate the snowstormers. You're on the, one of these little mat things, um, and it just literally snake you from side to side, and it is one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever been on in my life. I hate it. It's not even pleasant because it just throws you around like an like an idiot. Um, the sort of whole time you're going down there, and I just you get at the bottom and you're just pleased it's over, to be honest. Um, which is a real shame because I like a lot of the rides at um, Blizzard Beach, but this one's not for me. Not this like I just don't find it entertaining. Uh, move it, shake it, celebrate it. It's all right. I think once you've seen it, you've seen it. You know, it's not something that I would say you revisit over and over again. One of the good things is you can see the majority of it if you're walking down Main Street and it happens to kick out the bottom of Main Street as you're walking up or as you're walking down either way. Um, so you kind of get to see a little bit of it and the characters are waiting to you as you go past. So you don't necessarily have to stop for it, which is good. Um, but I'm going to move it, shake it over snowstorms without shadow of a doubt. Alan, what about you? Um, oh, I've... It, it, to, to me, this is quite a hard one, really, because the Move It, Shake It Parade thing, to me, isn't enough of a draw for me to go and watch it. Whereas, I think if I was going to go to Blizzard Beach, there's a good chance that I will try Snowstormers. Okay. Um, I have... I did a sort of a review about a load of the rides up at Snowstorm, um, Blizzard Beach, and yeah. it does, to me, look quite fun. The fact that you're slalom around on your face forward, going downhill, 
No. And you're sitting as uncomfortable. It's. I don't know if it, it doesn't look uncomfortable. No, it doesn't. You're right. It doesn't look uncomfortable in the slightest, but it really is. Not that I'm persuading you. You vote for what you want. It doesn't make a difference. Well, and bizarrely, I'm going to actually go for a water ride where you're going to be potentially uncomfortable and get water in your face yep. over the parade. Right. Well, you're in the minority. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter anyway. Move it, shake it, celebrate it goes through. So that's gone through to the next round. Perfect. Right. Next up. Oh, Canada versus Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. So, O Canada is the 360-degree show in Canada in the Epcot Pavilion presented by Martin Short and sung, and the song sung by some X Factor contestant of the early 90s or whatever it's called now. Um, that's up against Source of the Magic Kingdom, which is, again, it happens in the Magic Kingdom. The idea is that you collect cards and you go around defeating different villains um, from different movies as you travel through the Magic Kingdom. There's different zones you can go to. You do it in Main Street, Frontierland, etc. And each of those, depending on which windows you go to and how it works, um, depends on which villain you try and defeat. You have your key card, your, uh, which you hold up and that starts the game for you. And then each of your uh, family has a set of sorcerer cards and you can use these for spells and things like that to try and defeat the evil villain. So... Um, Alan, start us off. Go on. What are you going for on this one? Right. Okay. Well, I'll I'll be honest. A lot of the things around World Showcase are a bit boring. Now, no offense to people from any particular countries, because I know you've got your own specialities and your own entertainment and your own attractions, etc. Mm -hmm. However, Circle Vision to me was good when it first came out, but I think it's a bit boring now. And it's, it's a bit like the film at the end of Norway. <laughs> you know, I, I... Well, I know that oh, Canada's Circle Vision film is the main attraction, so I'm not even going to queue up to rush through it. So... I, I don't, it's, it's hard to say without being really offensive, but it doesn't interest me. Well, no, it doesn't interest me either. Oh, well, I'm not alone then. <laughs> um, however, Source of the Magic Kingdom... Yeah. I love the concept of this. Um, when we went over a couple of years ago, it hadn't been open that long. And I became a little bit obsessed by it for two reasons. Yeah. Every day that you go to the park, you can get a new pack of cards. Yeah. Now, that is a new pack of... Well, a new stack of six, I think it is, per person who gains entry into the park. Yeah. So if you decide to go and start collecting them and you've got a group of four of you there... You can get four packs of cards for every day that you go to the Magic Kingdom. Turns out that most days we went via the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Um, and then you've got the whole interaction of all the different hidden things within the the set zones. Yeah. Right, okay. For, for, forgetting about the game itself, because it was a bit like World of Warcraft. It was more about going to different locations and then just doing your set routines. The, the fact that these cards created a new element of... Interaction between guests. And a new collector's thing as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Because you turn, you turn up at the location where the secret key was, where you'd access your magical portal, mm -hmm. and people would start shoving a book in front of you, going, Oh, can I swap this one with you? Can I swap this one? It's like, well, I, well, one, I didn't really know anything about the swapping of it, because I'd only just started. And two, he was, this guy was a bit in my face right. and wanted to swap with me against cards that I didn't know what they were, if I was going to use them, if I had doubles of them, or etc. And it started to freak me out a bit. However, I can see now, looking back, that, you know, 
it is one of the few ways that you are going to get your full collection. Yeah. But I was sitting waiting for Finding Nemo the Musical. Right. And I'd got in my pocket a collection of these cards from Social Magic Kingdom. And as we were waiting, there was this little boy sitting next to us, and he was talking about Lightning McQueen, how much he liked Lightning McQueen. And I was talking to him about his holidays, and he'd only been there a couple of days. And I said, have you been in the Magic Kingdom yet? And he said, yeah, I've been in the Magic Kingdom. I said, have you, have you got any of these? So I got my cards out. He said, no, what other? And I thought, well, one, that's brilliant, the fact that he's been in the Magic Kingdom, and he knows nothing about this. Yeah. It's only people who are sort of doing everything and know more about the park that can get to experience it. That's one thing which I think is great because you do your research and you get rewarded for it. Um, but I basically I had a couple of spare Lightning McQueen cards. So I just gave them to him. Oh, you're very and he was, he was over the moon. Good. So I'm guessing you're going for Sorcerer of the Magic Kingdom. Yep. Okay. Totally. I, I'm with you. You know, O'Canada for me, it's, it's not a must-do attraction. You know, I don't think I've done it for years, to be honest, because I've not really been that that bothered by it. It's been updated. It's brand new. It's, yeah. Um. So, I, you know, it's, it's all right. It's nothing amazing. Whereas I like Sorcerer of the Magic Kingdom. It's something the whole family can do together, and we did. Uh, we all did it with, uh, there was Harry and myself and my dad, and, and so we all did it together. And we spent probably a good half an hour. We only did the, we did one on the main street, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but we enjoyed a good half an hour or so doing it. We didn't discover it, or we didn't get a chance to play it until later on in, in the holiday. I think if we'd have found it a little bit early, we'd have probably spent more time doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to do it initially on my own, because I went back to do an extra magic hour, but I, by the time I got to the park, it was closed, because it doesn't last all that night, or that, all that long. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I think it's a really clever, interactive new uh, game. It's something you can go back and do again and again because there's so many elements to it that you can, you can. I think it's about four or so hours, something like that, to complete every single one, which nobody is going to do in one trip, I, I shouldn't think. Uh, and, of course, you've got hundreds of different cards you can collect and as well and use. I've also believe, and I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not, I've never experienced this myself, but if you do happen to go around and com- compete beat all the um, the villains, Disney villains, in the set, that you then go round again, but you've levelled up a bit. Oh, okay. so, you've, so it's a bit more effort to try and defeat the villains. So it kind of makes the level of difficulty goes up. Yeah. Okay, that sounds cool. Um, so I'm going Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. You're going Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Yep. It doesn't save it. Really? I'm I'm stunned. I am as well. I'm absolutely stunned. Even with our two votes, Source of the Magic Kingdom will not be O'Canada. And O'Canada has got more votes than the Source of the Magic Kingdom. I honestly couldn't believe it when I I picked up the results. And I was like, you are kidding me. Hang on a second. Oh, yeah. 98% of our downloads are from Canada. O'Canada beats it, and I'm amazed, but it does. It, it completely beats it. So we say goodbye to O'Canada. I say hello to O'Canada. Goodbye to Source of Magic Kingdom. Can't believe it. So that's gone. Um, I can't believe it. I am honest. But like we've said, all along, this is your vote. It's not us. So, you know, that's what happens. O'Canada goes through. Right, next is the Prince Charming Regal Carousel versus the Magic of Disney Animation. Um, 
I toyed with this one. Uh, it, it was a bit of a tricky one as to which one I kind of went for because you've got two attractions here that are both very, very different and two kind of rightly deserve their place in the Disney parks. And it was for me about which one deserved it more. Um, the magic of Disney animation is... Uh, not as good as it used to be. It used to be you would go around and you would see animators working on what was the upcoming Disney movies and you you would look at it and go, oh, that's going to be out in a couple of years' time. I must look out for whatever that character was they were drawing. That element had gone. You know, We've got some of the animation rooms in there, but none of the actual animating is being done within that particular area. And it's still great. You still have the drawing area. You still have the uh, chance to make up your own cartoons and sound effects. You do normally have the latest Disney uh, characters in there from the latest Disney movie, so no Baymax is in there with I forget the name of the boy uh, at the moment, so you can go and meet them. Um, and then you have your, your movie theatre and stuff like that in there as well. And then you've got your art of Disney animation on the way out, which is great. Um, so it's kind of it's one of the original parts of Hollywood Studios that is still there. But then you get Prince Charming Regal Carousel now. Um, this has changed its name slightly since it's opened. But the reason why this exists within the park is because this was a little bit of a nod to what started Roy uh, and Walt off. Walt Disney used to go uh, to a park with his, uh, with his kids when they were younger and they used to always go on the carousel. It was the only attraction was there. And Walt would always talk about the fact that you know these so-called amusement parks that existed at the time were, were places that he wouldn't want to take his children. But it was certainly the uh, carousel that was one of the things, the loves that he enjoyed. So much so that they really did hunt for a, um, a replica uh, carousel that was very close to the one that Walt used to send his children on. So for me, this is kind of one of those attractions that really was inspired by Walt and it was one of those things that really started off his his need to build these theme parks that would be safe for families and things like that. So I, I kind of struggle really, as much as I love the fact that the Magic of Disney Animation is still kind of one of the original parts of Hollywood Studios that still exists. I don't think I can argue that over the fact that the Regal Carousel was something that Walt kind of used as his inspiration and start to build a theme park. So for me, I'm voting Regal Carousel. I don't know about you. Mm. This, this, the way this these sort of pairs team, team up, it is so hard really because to me we've got two non-attractions here really. You know you, you're obviously going on about the the fact that it was all relating to Walt and, yeah, and where it all came from, so a bit of nostalgia there. But I'm thinking, well, it's just a carousel. It's just, you know, something that is in any park. It's nothing special. It's nothing unique. But then you you go across to the magic of Disney animation, and it is not what it used to be. As you say, it used to be about sort of showcasing the latest thing that was about to come out. You'd yeah. see the animators working on the the cells or, yeah. or doing sketches of what was about to happen, character, um, well, develop character development, etc. And I'm, I'm not 100 sure here, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. But I think when it first opened up, was um, Robin Williams in it? With yes, um, as the genie. Some, <clears throat> was he something to do with Neverland? There was at or, one point, whether or, or not it was boys. opening. There was at one point, yeah. Now, I can't remember which point that came in, but there was. And Well, anyway, it, this this whole thing evolved, and then it's become um, this Mushu there from Mulan. That's right. Which I think is the same as what we've got at um, Disneyland Paris. Uh, yes, that is. Yeah, exactly. Pretty okay. much identical to what it is. In well, obviously, the way that it should have gone is that 
the new Disney characters have got involved. You might have had. Um, oh, I can't even. Well, remember. that's what they used to do. They used to update that. Yeah, but then it's just sort of got stagnant and stale because the animators aren't in the park anymore. Yeah. Um. There's there's no there's nothing there's no reason why it should be updated. Disney have sort of seemed to move this the studios away from it being a studios. And to me, I think it's it's such a shame because I think that to me was the main selling point of this yeah. park. Yeah. So for that reason, I think that this attraction, the Magic of Disney Animation, is so outdated and so stale and so not worth the visit now that I think that, sadly, an old-fashioned carousel is going to win. Yeah, and the thing is, you talk about it not being as, as it was, you can now walk straight through the art of Disney Animation and go and meet the characters and go and do all those interactive bits without having to do the tour. Yeah, it's almost like Disney have realised that most people don't want to do it, where they want to do the end bit. Yeah, um, it's it's like the um, the Norway film at the end of Maelstrom. Yeah, nobody wants to do that. Um, just to go back with what you just said, yes, you are indeed correct. It was was when the park opened. You had both Walter Cronkite and Robin Williams, uh, who were the guided guests as you went through the different stages of uh, of turning a feature film into what it was. Um, they it commenced with a short film entitled Back to Neverland. Uh, yeah, that was right. And he was an animated character as one of the Lost Boys from Peter Pan. Um, and then they went through all those different segments. And the final film, entitled Classic Disney, they presented a load, like almost a montage of all the classic moments from Disney movies. So that did happen. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and it should have been, and it could have been updated so easily. Yeah, it could, easy. Um, but the, I'm trying to think what, what happened in that particular building. So uh, from what I remember... So the last, uh, it closed down its animation department in 2004, something like that. Yeah. So Mulan would have been one of the last ones to be partly animated there. What about, when was um, Lilo and Stitch? No, hang on, let me think. So Mulan would have been, no, Mulan was 98, wasn't it? Lilo and Stitch was 2002. So Brother Bear was 2003. So Brother Bear would probably have been the last one. That would yeah, have, uh, I think you might be right. Actually, there, I would think. Um, so yeah, so but Mulan was heavily animated there, if I remember rightly. If I, yeah. I, I want to say that the whole of Mulan was animated there. I, I, off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly but what I did see I down there. Rightly, if I, I'm trying to think back, I, I remember going, and they were doing part of Mulan. And I definitely remember going in 2000, and they were animating Lilo and Stitch. Actually, this is um, very, very this is ringing a bell. That. Very clearly remember them animating Lilo and Stitch because I remember seeing them doing it, thinking, "Oh, that looks cool." And and they had some sort of display for Lilo and Stitch coming out uh, two years later. But I definitely, definitely remember them doing Lilo and Stitch there. I um, on another website that I've worked on. Yeah. Added a Easter eggs thing about Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Now, one of the scenes in Lilo and Stitch, there is a contract that is signed, and it is from the state of Hawaii, yeah. where Lilo accepts responsibility for the dog. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it was Stitch. Yeah. And if you get a good copy of this and you zoom in, yeah. it talks about a contract um, about creating Lilo and Stitch at the Walt Disney Studios, Florida. There you go, then. So it will be. It must have been fully animated there. Uh, that yep. does ring a bell of, of, of seeing that when they were doing it. Well, it says Disney MGM Studios. There you go. So, so yes, that would be right then. Okay, we've got two more to go through then. Because uh, having... So, oh, sorry, you haven't said which one you're going for, have you? Um, What we're talking about? 
Real Carousel versus Magic of Disney Animation. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Carousel instead of Magic of Animation. Okay, well, in that case, Carousel goes through, knocks out Disney Animation. Goodbye. It was lovely to know you, but you've left. So, uh, Real Carousel goes through. Okay, two more to go. Primeval World versus The Pirate's Adventure. Just very quickly. Um, Primeval World is like a, a, a mixture between a waltzer and a roller coaster. It's in uh, Dinoland, USA, in Animal, uh, Animal Kingdom. And uh, that comes up against Pirate's Adventure, which again is another interactive kind of game where it's based in Adventureland and there's five different maps which you can have a go at. Each of those different maps uh, give you a different adventure, whether it be fighting against Barbosa or it could be that you're... Um, there's one, I think it's the Treasures of the Arctic. You can battle Blackbeard, all those sort of different bits and pieces. There's five in total. Um, uh, these two, I didn't get a chance to play uh, Pirates Adventure because uh, of just time allowing. Again, I really wanted to, but I didn't get the chance. I did happen to watch a few people playing, and it did look really, again, really good. Very interactive, very cleverly done in the way that it works. It reminds me, it's like a mixture between Source of the Magic Kingdom and Agent P's World Showcase Adventure. Um, but I really like what it looked like, and that against... Primeval World. The thing is with me, Primeval World, is it's a little bit off the shelf. It's a ride that you can get absolutely anywhere. They've themed it a little bit. And that's about it. I wouldn't say it's anything fantastic or amazing. I'm not, you know, enamored by it. And again, I, don't, I think I've ridden it once and I've not really bothered since then because it's just like a ride you can get anywhere else. Whereas I think Pirates Adventure is, again, a unique kind of attraction that you can get in Disney and nowhere else. So I am going Pirates Adventure with this one. What um, about you? I'm going to have to agree with you there Adam because I think as exactly what you're saying there and in reference to what I was saying about Source of the Magic Kingdom yeah. it's it's about people who have actually done their research and they know this this attraction is there yeah. you know, nine times out of ten people are just going to walk past it they won't know anything about it it's, it's, it's a little hut on the left as you go past pirates and go towards Splash Mountain and if you right. didn't really know what it was you wouldn't necessarily notice Yeah, and then if, if you are one of the few people that actually do get the, the maps or the the medallion or whatever it is that activates yeah. the whole game. Yeah. Um, you then have all these other elements that are hidden within the area that mm -hmm. interact with just yourself. Yeah. Unless it becomes really popular and you're standing in a queue of about 40 people. So you're which going... We'll, which we will find out when I do it this year. Or next year. So we're doing Pirates Adventure for you as well? Yes. So, we've both gone for Pirates Adventure. But sadly, it's not going to save it. Primary Never. Primary World goes through... Yes, indeed. How wrong are we? I we know. don't know our listeners. <laughs> you know, so probably the world's gone through. So we started off with a few picking strange ones like Virtual Jungle Cruise. Then Jack Sparrow got another one involved. By the time we got down to O Canada, whoever this person is has got a right old army going, knocked out Source of the Magic Kingdom. And now, Primeval World, well, they've just got everybody voting for it. What's going on there? Um, okay, so that's that. Primeval World's through. Last one then. This is uh, interesting. It's two post-show areas for two different attractions. We've got Project Tomorrow Inventing the Wonders of the Future versus Advanced Training Lab. So Project Tomorrow is the post-show area for Spaceship Earth and Advanced Training Lab is basically the post-show area for Mission Space but it's really the area where everyone hangs out because they're too scared to go on Mission Space and you let the brave people go on. Each of them got some interactive elements to it. Advanced Training Lab is aimed more towards younger children, like there's a play area and bits and pieces like that, so they've got something to do while the adults are on the ride. Project Tomorrow links in with, there's a massive globe that links in with a video that you make on Space, uh, Spaceship Earth, but there's also some other interactive games and stuff you can play in there as well, it's presented by Siemens. So, Alan, which one are you going for? 
to me, to you. you know, I'm I'm not bothered which one goes through. Really, it's the the here nor there for me. Yeah. Um, if it was a a thing that you went to before you went into the main attraction, yeah, I might have spent a bit more time there. But because it's after the main attraction, yeah, you sort of disperse and you plan your next attraction. So, um, Project Tomorrow, I have seen my face appear on that globe. I have, yeah, I've seen mine as and well. And then disappear. And you can email that to yourself as well. Yeah, I, I suppose that's that's one bonus. But you can do something at the uh, mission space as well. You can email yourself there. Yes. Oh, that's um, your wife in the background shouting at oh, someone. Like my <laughs> wife has got... Um, I was going to say a lady round. It's um, <laughs> someone who does nails. Right. And uh, the, the mother-in-law's round, and Catherine is in the kitchen getting the nails done, and there's foot spa and all sorts going on. Sounds like fun. Oh, this clearly having some sort of party. Aren't they just? Ho- hopefully, they haven't drank all me lapu lapus. No, that's true. You don't want to be doing that. Be um, so, project tomorrow or advanced training lab? It's a toss-up to me. Project tomorrow. Okay, I'm going project tomorrow as well because uh, basically. I, I prefer it. I spend more time in Project Tomorrow. They're doing an advanced training lab. Project Tomorrow does go through anyway, so that sends Project Tomorrow through to the next round. So Project Tomorrow goes in, advanced training lab goes home. That means we send through on this occasion uh, Wishes Nighttime Spectacular, The Main Street Electrical Parade, Finding Nemo the Musical, Regal Charming Carousel. Prince Charming Regal Carousel, sorry. Move It, Shake It, Celebrate It, Street Party, O Canada, Primeval World, and Project Tomorrow, Inventing the Wonders of the Future. If you go to our Facebook page, you will find the next eight that are up there. Uh, it's the Main Street Trolley Show versus the DJ Kids Dance Party at Water Stage, Waterside Stage in Downtown Disney. You've got Disney's Festival of Fantasy Parade versus Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blaster. Festival of the Lion King versus Shark Reef. Storm Slides versus um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. You've got Tykes Peak versus Walt Disney One Man's Dream. You've got Living with the Land versus the Swiss Family Treehouse. Meltaway Bay versus the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. And what about this one for a combination? Triceratops Spin versus Aladdin's Magic Carpet Ride. Totally different rides. Totally different rides. So they're the ones that are up there now. Uh, you'll be able to go and vote for those whenever you want to. And uh, we will be uh, going through those on the next show. Right, we are very, very quickly going to take a break. We will return in a minute. We're going to talk a little bit about Disney dining, just very briefly, at the end of the show. We shall return in one second. Hey, I have the best-kept Disney World and Universal Studios vacation secret. Did you know that anyone can rent a sweet ride and truly get around fast with your pass inside the theme parks? Mom, tell them. Well, Scooter Vacations makes it fun all day long. You or someone you love deserves a best way to see everything. So why not relax and enjoy a true express ride with your pass? Scooter Vacations can arrange it and even deliver it to you. Get around the fun way? Have as much fun getting from ride to ride as being on the ride. They fit on buses, boats, and monorails, and some can fit in a car trunk. Upgrade your experience and scoot everywhere. Contact Scooter Vacations at 1-855-WDW-SCOOT that's one eight five five wdwscoot or on the web at scootorlando.com. That's S-C-O-O-T Orlando.com. S-C-O-O-T Orlando.com. 
Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com, your number one source for the magical world of Disney. Big summer blowout. This is Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, and when I'm in Britain, I listen to the Disney Brit Podcast. Okay, so Alan, you want to talk a little bit about food and dining planning. So, we're well, play a bit of this. What's this? Oh, it's, it's something to do with um, kitchen cabaret. Food rocks. Oh, I was close. You were close. You were at this food rock, so I'll get you cabaret. But go on then. So right, what okay. do you want to talk about? Right, okay. Well, obviously, I'm, I'm going off to Florida next year. Yeah. And as crazy as it sounds, I've got to start booking me restaurants next week. You have? Which is absolutely mental when you actually start to think about it. So you and go on what date? I go on the 29th of May. Okay. So apparently I can start booking from the 30th of November. <laughs> it's stupid, isn't it? It's a long I'm, way out. Is it going to be raining? If it's raining, do I want to go to the Animal Kingdom? I don't know, but I've booked myself a meal there. True. You know, it's 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 tough, but this is what we do when we go to Disney. So I've decided to look into how to best spend the dining plan. Mm-hmm. Because there are different restaurants with different amounts of credits, and you could spend a credit at a restaurant that costs you $60, but then you could go to another one you could be spending two credits and it could cost you $70 yeah. and you're not getting any value for money and I thought oh this is crazy so I spent ages working on spreadsheets and I, I sort of planned this a little bit too far and then I found an app and this app Ooh. is absolutely amazing now um, if you type in Disney Dining Plan onto um, the app store hopefully it'll come up it's officially called Diz Trip Planner yeah which is a little bit misleading because it's more to do with the dining plan. And basically what happens is you put in the amount of days that you're going to be there and you choose a meal for each part of the day, for example, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And then it'll calculate out what what plan you'd be better off doing and how that would work for you. So what I thought we'd do is, I'm not going to go through my dining plan as such. Can you just, just before we do that? It's- yep. Do you have to choose exact meals or No 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 no. Right, okay. Now well I'll sort of go go I'll go through it roughly with you and we'll 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 work out a, a plan together. Okay. Just to so we'll we'll assume that we're gonna be there for eight days, mm-hmm. seven nights. So I've put sort of the schedule in there. Um I'm gonna, so I'm gonna cancel that, I've just clicked out of it by accident. Um and we'll assume that there's there's two adults, okay? Me and you, Adam. Yeah. Okay, I'll take out the kids out of this as well. Yeah, well. Right, the next option is you select your dining preferences. So, would you be having appetizers at your meal or not? Yeah. Okay, so the I'm amount of appetizers plan, yeah. per table per meal. So, that would be two appetizers. Yeah. One for me, one for you. Yeah. Um, amount of desserts per table per meal. Well, I'll be having a dessert. And I'll probably have a dessert as well. Snacks per person per day. Ooh. Now we include drinks in this, don't we? Well, you've also got refillable mugs as well, so... Okay, so... I will probably have at least an ice cream. Yep. And sometimes a chocolate brownie. Yep. So I would say... It's going to be between two and three snacks a day, I would think. Probably two. 
Right, okay, we'll go for two then. And refillable mugs. I like the idea of that. I do. The, the ones for your resort. Yeah. I do, although they're a pain when you have to go back to your room. And no, no one find well that they're included in some of the dining plans. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll, I'll put two refillable mugs on there. Okay. Because, no offence, Adam, I don't particularly want to share one with you. No, I, I don't want to be putting hot chocolate and coke in the same one. No. <laughs> although the kids do do that. Yeah. And then it's full of washback as That's well. Disgusting. Um, right, so now we've got to choose between breakfast, lunch and dinner. Mm -hmm. So... Would you, if you were normally going to Disney, would you have a breakfast? Um, if I was on the dining plan, well, yeah, I would, yeah. Okay. So, we'll just, what we'll do is, we'll choose four restaurants each. Okay. Um, this could be sit down, quick service, anything you want. So, yeah. if you just quickly off the top of your head, name a restaurant. Be our guest. Be our guest. Yeah. Okay. That's not open for breakfast. Oh, for breakfast. Apologies. Yeah. I didn't realise we were going just for breakfast. Uh, I'll go for Crystal Palace then. That's our usual favourite of ours. Right, okay, so I'm going down to Crystal Palace. And by the way, uh, they might be testing uh, Be Our Guest Restaurant for breakfast. Oh, from, right. From next year. From March next year, possibly. Okay. Would you have a lunch? Um, if I'm on the dining plan, yes. If I'm not on the dining plan, usually not. Okay. So, I don't know which answer you want there. Well, choose a, choose a restaurant for lunch then. Um, we're in the Magic Kingdom, aren't we? So let's go to Pecos Bills. Pecos Bills. I don't know if you can hear this clicking up as I I'm can, spinning. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Pecos Bills. They've um, they've just changed something at Pecos Bills. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I've taken away the taco salad basket. Yeah, that was a favourite in our family. What's going on there? And they've changed it to be a chicken sandwich. Yeah, a bit weird. Right, okay. Dinner? So similar, of course. Uh, dinner, let's head out of the Magic Kingdom. Let's go to Epcot. And I quite fancy evening meal at the San Angel, I think. Excellent. I'm in the S zone as I speak. Okay. It's the, um, the restaurants themselves are not grouped into individuals as in like table plan or counter it's service. It's alphabetical. Okay. So that's sometimes beneficial because I did find another app. You can actually find this. They've got a website, actually. Yeah. You can do this on a website, but you can't save your searches on the website. You can save it on that app. Yeah. And personally, I think it's worth spending. I think it was about £1.19 or something. Okay. Okay. So we're on to the next day. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, Adam. Uh, breakfast I'm going to have at um, Kusafari, is it, in Animal Kingdom? Pizzafari. Pizzafari. Yeah. You can, yeah. Uh, I'm going to Yak and Yeti for lunch. Yep. Um, <clears throat> that's going to be right at the bottom of the list. Oh, it is, yeah. Sorry. Um, so is that the food the food court one or the um, the restaurant? I'll go to the food court. Okay, yep. And then for the evening meal, I'm going to head to downtown Disney and I quite fancy... Oh, where should we go? Let's go somewhere different. Let's go to Bongo's. Here's something interesting for you, Adam. By the way, I chose that because I knew it'd be at the top of the list after Yak and Yeti and Y. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bongo's. I've never been there, to be honest. No, I've not. Um, one thing that I've got on the, the new 2015 dining plan, which yeah. is very unfortunate for me because I'm starting to book me restaurants. Yeah. Out of the whole of downtown Disney, yeah. there is only three counter services that have shown up on the restaurants. Oh, dear. 
And I'll just read them out here. Because I've got the thing printed off. We've got Food Quest. Yeah. Which is a Disney, Disney Quest, Quest, I think. Yeah. We've got so Marketplace Snacks. Yeah. And Starbucks. Oh, wow. That's all that's included at Downtown Disney area for the for the Dining Plan at the moment. I've been told that at the beginning of the year is when they get released. When Disney Springs and stuff opens, there might be a different. Yeah, I, I had to check several times in this in the printout to see if it was under Disney Springs or not, but it's still Downtown Disney area. Fair enough. And unfortunately, I'm, what if I want to go to Fulton's and spend two credits? But I can't. I can't. Right, okay, so next day, come on. Uh, I'm going to Starring Rolls for breakfast. Starring Rolls, yeah. Yep. And then we'll go to 50's Primetime Diner for lunch. Is that under a five or a f- F? Uh, oh, it's a five. And then uh, I fancy a lighter option for the uh, evening, so we're going to head to Beaches and Cream. Beaches and Cream, like it. Okay, one more day for you, Adam. Uh, one more day, then I'm going to choose... Oh, what should we do for breakfast? Let's go and have a nice sit-down breakfast. We're going to go to Animal Kingdom Lodge, and we're going to go to Boma. Boma. I love that place. Yeah. Um, lunch, I'm going to head... Let's stay out of the park, shall we? Let's go to the Wave at the Contemporary. Wave. You can just flick up on the thing, and it scrolls up past several things. Yeah, Wave. Uh, and then evening meal. Let's go and do. Oh, let's do some character in the parks. I fancy uh, Chip and Dale's harvest feast at the Grand, uh, the Garden Grill. Let's have a look. See what this is under. Oh, it's not under Chip. What was uh, it? Garden, Garden Grill. Grill, yeah. Garden Grill. Okay. Now, to save us a bit of time, yeah. I've already included another four days. Okay. Um, some of them make sense, some of them don't. Yeah. I've got Star and Rolls for breakfast. I've got Beer Garden for lunch. Yeah. I've never been there. I just fancy it. Yeah. Um, I've got Fantasmic Mammal Rose package. Yeah. And in there. The next day, I was going to go to the water parks. I was going to skip breakfast. Yeah. I was going to go have a lunch. Um, and then on the evening, go to Hoopty Doo Review. Yep. The next day, I was going to go to a Curtius for the breakfast. Okay. I was going to skip lunch, go to Teppanido for night time. Yep. And then on the last day, all I've got is Earl of Sandwich. Okay. Now, you've, you've got something in every single aspect on your yep. first four days. I've got a, a lot of gaps mm-hmm. because sometimes you... Sometimes you've eaten too much. Yeah. So true. I think we've got a good fair mix there. Yeah. Right, okay, so we move on to the next section of this app. Yeah. Which tells us the dining costs. Now, it tells you how much it would cost on average mm-hmm. if you were paying just out of your pocket. Right, so okay. Assuming that it was me and you going on this this fake holiday and, and we did this then, dining yeah. plan that we've just made up here. Yeah. It reckons that it would cost us $1,414. For all that, all their meals. Yeah. Which to me sounds quite cheap, really, but but then that's seven hundred quid each. That's yeah. maybe it's quite a bit. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Considering I've got some gaps in there of no food. Um, if we were using the quick service dining plan, mm. it would cost us one thousand seven hundred and thirty-nine pound dollars even. Wow. 
So that is costing us an additional $324 okay. dollars as opposed to paying out cash in the pocket. Yep. Using the dining plan, the, the normal dining plan, it would cost us an additional $78. Okay. And likewise, if we use the deluxe dining plan, it would cost us an additional $262. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, arguably, for doing the dining plan setup that we've chosen there, mm. we're probably better off paying it out of a pocket Let versus using the dining plan. Yeah. Now, that's one aspect of it. Now, if I look at the one which has got us having the least overspend, which yeah. is the, the dining plan, yeah. the standard dining plan. $78 it, one, yeah. It breaks it down into the fact that, okay, well, we've got lots of quick services, we've got lots of table services yeah. in there, but and we've got a lot more table services than we're having credits. Right. So what it does is it breaks down to another section of, right, okay, well, because you've overspent your credits, what you're actually better off doing is paying cash for some of these. Right. So, for example, um, your San Angel uh, restaurant, yeah. it says use that as a table service credit because yeah. that's going to be $111. Whereas we would be better off to pay cash for our Crystal Palace breakfast because that's only going to be $54. Which is the cheapest, yeah. Cheapest yeah. So it works out which ones you're better off paying for versus the ones you need your credits for. That's a clever old app, that is. It is absolutely amazing. Yeah. And if I'm looking through this all, all of these ones, for example, Hoop to Do Review, which is yeah. $125, all the ones that you to pay for, I've got around about $50, $60, there's a couple of $80, Bongo's Cuban Cafe in the 50s prime time, that's going to cost us about $83 each. Yeah. Um, as in per visit, not per person, because obviously it's the, per the by the party, not yeah. the person. So remind me, what's the name of this app? It's called... This trip planner. This trip planner. Okay. And it's absolutely fantastic. There's it even works into this tips and how much it's going to cost you for tips. So very, I can't argue with it. Yeah, I've so I've got the website here. But, um, you can you can say so you can do it on the website and you can have a play around with it. <laughs> and that's how I started off. Mm. And when I realised the the power of this app, I thought I've got to get this because one. You're going to book your ADRs. Yeah, of course you are. 180 odd days in yeah. advance, so you're going to know where you're going to go. Yeah. And now you've got the benefit of, you know, if you do overspend your credits, you can choose which ones are going to save you the most money. Clever. There we go. I like the sound of that. That sounds fantastic. So, Diz Trip Planner. So, there's a website which you can go to for Diz Trip Planner, and also there is an app. The app you write is about one pound something. I forget how much it is, but it's one ninety nine, as in dollars. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to find it, it's called distripplanner.com. Um, and it's worth having a look at. And I think you'll probably save the money that Apple cost you. Yeah, you probably will. So there you go. Uh, they uh, Okay, so that's everything, I think, for this episode. Uh, if you've got anything you want to talk to us about, of course, email us radio at disneybrook.com. We can do all those things. But if it's the end of the uh, episode, it means it's time for this. <laughs> So that is it. Thank you again for joining us uh, for this week's show. Uh, don't forget, you can um, 
go over and see our sponsors, which is uh, scootorlando.com uh, and also orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk. So don't forget those two for all of your scooter rental needs and your ticketing needs too. Don't forget to go to Facebook. You can join in with uh, all of the uh, stuff that goes on over there. All of the news is put on there as well as on Twitter. And uh, you can also join in with our Disney Ultimate Attraction and vote on everything that's going on over there. Don't forget you can go to Twitter at Disney Brit and you can find out again all of the latest news as that goes up on our Twitter page as well as on our Facebook. You can email us radio at DisneyBrit.com email us with um, anything comments you want to make about anything that's happened you might want to send us um, maybe a question you want us to answer you can also send us your audio for all of the different things that we're looking for so we're looking for children singing a Disney song we're looking for humming. children humming a Disney song children describing a Disney their favorite Disney film and our next question was uh, if Disney were to give you a present for Christmas which one would it be and why you can review us over on iTunes leave a review there let everybody know what you think of the show and those people will then decide whether they want to listen to the show or not and of course you can also contact us on 0121 288 we'll be back in two weeks time but until then we'll see ya <laughs> Was swell!